Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Lucifer. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Streaming in Place. Today, we are talking about Lucifer, Season 5, Episode 3, Diablo. Um, and we'll see. I'm curious where everybody's at. What I knew about this one uh, beforehand, what I wasn't saying yesterday, was that it was like a, the, behind the scenes of a show that was like based on Lucifer. And when Allison and Noel, when you guys guessed telenovela, I was like, oh, great, they got it. Because that's what I assumed it was. Hmm. And then oh, it's okay. not. <laughs> and so I was very excited for this episode and then ultimately wound up disappointed because I thought it was fine. But I was like, oh, it's so... It should have been so much more. It could have been so much better and so much more fun. And Latoya, you get at this a bit in your review, so I'm going to throw it, throw it to you first. Um, but I think part of it is two things. This needed to be a season three episode or two, because there's too much stuff going on right now to really just have fun with the concept, I think. Um, or I wanted them to, like... <laughs> I think this would have been so much more fun if they did a telenovela and instead made fun of all of the ridiculous, like the evil twin. Like, how do you do evil twin and not have your TV show be a telenovela with an evil twin? Like, he's got evil twin, dead, not dead mom, uh, like, you know, in hell, out of hell, back and forth. Like, half celestial baby. Yeah, long lost love from the yeah. beginning of time. Yeah, like, I mean, and even just like Maze, everything she's dealing with right now. Um, like, there's. I just feel like this, while this episode is is a lot of fun and there's some really good stuff in it, I'm very glad Dan is getting back to some form of acting, even if it's not improv. Um, And bless (laughs) his heart, he's not good. And that's great. So good job, Calvin Alejandro. It's hard to make, to do bad acting well. Um, But I just, I wanted it to be so much more than it is. So I wound up a bit disappointed. What, What did you think, LaToya? Yeah, I think the episode is also just fine. It's like, our first kind of just fine episode since like season three, basically because like the show has been firing on all cinders since season four and the beginning of this season. So it's kind of weird to be back to just fine when they still have these big world changing things happening around it. So that's kind of awkward. Uh, Yeah. I said in my review, I was kind of comparing it to, you know, Supernatural's meta episodes. And I'm like, I don't think the show could go full the French mistake, especially with what they're dealing with now, because then it's just like too much. But like, I was hoping for at least a Hollywood Babylon. And the issue is that because of the LA setting and what we have had for the show, like we've already had so many instances of these characters going, you know, behind the scenes and sets and you have Chloe coming from a world of acting. So it's like, it doesn't even have the fish out of water thing about being on a set that these kind of episodes usually would have. You have, you know, Chloe's initial response to the the terrible writing of Diablo. But like, one thing, the character, like the actors who play the characters in Diablo, they're not even given names. It's just the actor who plays Diablo and the actor who plays Dancer, which it's, it's not enough to mention for what we've been given in general with the show lately. Yeah. Also just, why are they investigating the crime? They aren't characters. So, like, the notion that the actor who plays Diablo wants to figure out who killed and so they're going to take it upon themselves. Like, 
there is a separation between actors and characters. So, like, the character of Diablo, Lieutenant Diablo would absolutely want to do this, but the actor who plays the character, un- unless they went into something about how he's trying to be super, he's full like, method. method. He's full yeah. method. And they didn't do that. So it was it was very strange. Strange. The thing about uh, Diablo also, like, the show, is that it has to exist, like, it has to be a new show. That way Lucifer would have missed it because he's bad in yes. hell. Mm-hmm. But, like... It's weird that this show's only had seven episodes and Well, they've know. shot seven. It's unclear how many have aired, and yet our lead actor, lead actress already feels so cloistered and tight in this hit show that has aired like two episodes. And it's like, I'm so confused. I thought this was a sh- television show written by people who know about television shows, and yet I'm deeply confused. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Marcus shouts out uh, Wormhole Extreme from SG1 uh, in the comments. And excellent call. Uh, I very much enjoy that. Um, Latoya, like you said, you were referencing Supernatural's meta episodes. I don't know if another show, and I'm throwing community in there. I'm throwing a lot of shows that really do meta. I don't know that another show has or will do the very special meta concept episode better than Supernatural. Because they consistently have nailed that. I mean, the show isn't technically done now because of coronavirus they got delayed a bit in their final season but um that is definitely where they should be shooting for and yeah. they did not they did not reach that goal for me um yeah. and i think the show has it in them too which is why yeah it's especially disappointing Allison, what'd you think um uh i'm not a supernatural person so my points of comparison were all different um i was thinking about karaoke moment um <laughs> But there are lots of options. No, the the episode that I ended up comparing this the most with um, is all just about recency. Uh, and it does suffer in comparison, but it did send me sort of down a delightful little wormhole that I'm going to take you all down for a moment. Um, which is the when they revealed the casting of Maze, I was like, oh, Maze is tough. Right. Maze is tough. That's amazing. So this is the Ember Island players, which this is better, but that's that's really fun. And then when Lucifer uh gave Michael his little eye slash, I was like, oh, it's Zuko. But Michael is also definitely Azula. And then I just sort of kept going and going. And then I was like, oh, well, actually, you know what? Chloe and Katara, like, there's a lot. There's, like, a whole thing there. That makes sense. That totally makes sense. Especially in this episode and Katara's concerns with her fictional portrayal and Chloe's concerns with her fictional portrayal. Uh, it was a del- And then I guess that means that Dan is Sokka, which absolutely tracks. <laughs> um, is a Menendeel Appa. Maybe? <laughs> Yeah. Well, especially with Lucifer saying that that uh, May should just get a ride down from uh, from Amenadiel to go yeah. to hell. Yeah. 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 And then, so I guess then Linda is Suki, which I think also works. Just like coming in to save the day and being sort of bemused mm-hmm. a lot. Um, anyway, uh, th- that just made me really delighted. So I enjoyed sort of dwelling on that part of it. Uh, and once you make one comparison, the others just sort of naturally follow. Um, you know, like my girlfriend turned into the moon. It just, Dan, he lost Charlotte, right? She yeah. literally got flown up to heaven. She literally got flown up to heaven. By um, by Amenadiel, who is the taxi. 
Yeah, the taxi and meta deal. Um, you know, I love a good meta episode. This one didn't thrill me, but it but it is also sort of relaxed in a way that you don't usually associate with these episodes. It just it wasn't working too hard to justify it. It felt like everybody was in on the joke, which I appreciate. Um, which meant that really as is almost always the case, the case of the week is just a means to an end for everybody else to deal with their emotional stuff. Only in this case, it's so big that they had to let everything else be on autopilot for a while. Um, I was similarly baffled by the timeline. I had no idea where they were in the season. Uh, it sure seemed like it, they had been on for many years. Um, so that's confusing. Uh, and I think the story only works if they've been on for a while, because otherwise, then how is she trapped? And um, yeah, anyway, and how is it? A, how is it a hit? Right. If they've only aired like two episodes, like it's a little early anyway. Um, well, network TV is such a wasteland. <laughs> anything can be a hit now. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so I didn't I didn't mind. I didn't mind it. I think that the big fun or big complicated beats all worked and i think that uh lauren german is especially great in this episode a lot of the jokes work as well as they do specifically because of her reaction um and the conceit of now chloe is making all of the cases about her instead is just brilliant like it's really really it's a really fun twist um but i was also a little bit lukewarm on this one i had a really good time i just wished i had a better time mm. no any other thoughts yeah, I was just consistently confounded by this episode um, in terms of what we've all laid out with, like, the timeline of the show's existence. Um, but I was also just kind of frustrated with um, the fact that we spent so much time on this case and, like, actually made it into a case that then I went, oh, right, so we can do this, but we can't do a locked room mystery in a Mars simulation <laughs> biodome. <laughs> I see how it is, show. I see where your priorities are. I don't a personal attack on Noel. Yeah, no, it, it felt real. very deeply personal that they just totally sidestepped locker room mystery to do lazy meta um, episode. Um, yeah, I just, I don't have a whole lot to add. My one like little note about the case of the week is that I'm convinced and you will not be able to convince me otherwise that Fox kept trying to push flashier suits on Lucifer and the show kept pushing back. <laughs> and that, that this was their joke about that. Well, you know, now I'm convinced that Fox at one point wanted Ice Cube to play Lucifer. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that God. that was too specific to to not be something. Yes, that feels real. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that Yeah. Uh, I mean, I also assumed that they wanted more opportunities for Chloe to be in her hot tub high school mode. Oh, um, yeah. I do want a Lucifer in space episode, though. I'm not going to yes, lie. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing I, I noted in my review, because I went back and checked out the pilot script for Lucifer, uh, written mm -hmm. by Tom Capados. Uh, Chloe's uh, last name was originally Dancer. Uh, do you want me to read the description of her character when she's introduced? Yes. Oh, God. God. Please. Yeah. And listeners, as a reminder, like Latoya already said, the current showrunners and the people who have been in charge almost since the beginning did not write this. Yes. Do you guys want to guess what the description is? Because you can guess what it is. Um, uh, stunningly beautiful in a way where she's not trying too hard. No nonsense. Stunningly beautiful. That's my guess. No. No, I, I, that's exactly what I was going to say was, is not trying to be beautiful, but just naturally is. 
beautiful but doesn't know it as well for Marcus is also correct. Yeah. I read your review already, Latoya. Yeah. Or I, would, <laughs> I would guess. So it's not as ornate. You guys put more effort into it. It's beautiful, but downplays it on purpose. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Again, Tom Capano has created Californication. That's all you need to know. Uh, the best thing we got out of it is our kosher runner, Ildi Modrovich. Uh, but other than that, it is a good thing. He did not go on to run Lucifer. Yeah. I was curious. Was the, the, the showrunner who was killed, was that Joe by any chance? I, when I saw the dead body, I was like, well, this would be a great time to do the cameo. Ildi already did hers. <laughs> I don't know if Joe wants to be in front of the camera at all. Okay. Yeah, that wasn't Joe, but uh, I don't know if he wants to, to do it. <laughs> what was confusing for me is I actually know Matt Owens, who works in television. Um, we went to college together, and he's worked on, like, Defenders and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and Luke Cage as a story editor. So I was just like, they killed Matt! They killed that poor skinny boy! <laughs> no, he's okay. He's okay. <laughs> but I can't imagine that maybe that showrunner was supposed to be uh, a proxy for Kavanos. As yeah. uh, the number two, Carrie Elwood is Sherry, like, it's like a proxy for Sherry Elwood, who was an executive producer and writer on the show before. Marcus said, uh, I was expecting a network executive would be the murderer as just a shot at Fox, which yeah. I hadn't thought of, but that's a, that's fun. Um, the other aspect, for me, the only other aspects of the case of the week, while it's, it's fun having them, watching them have fun, I just wanted them to, it feels more like they were playing with what people assume the show is or what maybe yes. the initial intent for the show is or what Fox wanted the show to be is rather than what they actually are. And I think it would have been more interesting if they were playing with what they actually are. But, mm -hmm. you know, I could appreciate what they were doing. The other only other parts of like connected to the case of the week that I wanted to talk about is how much I love um, Linda and Mays are being super on board and Linda just like going straight up for the full bottle of wine. I love it. I'm very much on board with this. Uh, do you guys have any other case-related thoughts? Uh, I will say one thing. I didn't note in my review, but I, I know just from my experience uh, visiting the set, is that despite the fact that they made uh, the actor who plays Diablo a dummy, you know, when they show, like, his, his notes in the script, that's, like, something that Tom Ellis does. He, like, takes very meticulous notes about his character. Uh, <laughs> so that that's very nice to know. Bless. Mm -hmm. Well, then let's move on to our, uh, the next, you know, sections of these, this. I want to start with uh, Linda and Maze because uh, it kind of feeds off of the, the them watching the show thing. Uh, I was, I'm very here for, you know, their discussions around um, where she's at and what she's, what Maze is dealing with. I think that's a called ish. Someone said that Dr. Linda would find Maze with the piano and then like, realize she needs help and reach out and be her sounding board. And we didn't get that last time, but we got it in this episode. Um, I'm assuming her or she is about Lilith, right? And I know, Latoya, you're not going to say, you shouldn't say, but like, it's gotta be. It can't be Eve. That's stupid. I mean, yes, I love Eve and I love Maze Eve, but just like, as I know in my reviews, like everyone keeps assuming it's Eve, but like, she literally never said it was Eve and she never, she always just says her. So. Right. That, that, that's that gotta be mommy issues, right? I'm not alone on I, that. Oh, I assumed it was Lilith. And then I also assumed the two of you were talking about another big piece of casting this season, and I also assumed that that was Lilith. Um, but I also have been waiting for Lilith to show up basically since season one, and only started thinking, oh, we'll probably won't get Lilith when Eve showed up. Um, so... 
I just, I, yes, I have been straight up assuming that it's Lilith and that we're about to get some Maze Lilith content. Okay. Well, I, the thing that we were talking about is not Lilith, but it hadn't occurred to me that that could happen. And now that you say that, I actually kind of love that idea. And maybe that is coming. That would make Mm. sense with a lot of the themes that they're playing with. Noel, any thoughts? Um, I also thought it was Lilith. So I was just. Okay, good. Yeah, no. That all makes sense to me. I was like, because it, it needs to be Lilith. If it's Eve, right. that's dumb. She's known Eve for like a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I um. While we're talking about Calditz, though, I think I get one. Uh, although maybe I will save it for when we transition to talking about the Michael stuff. Um, because I think I get, I might even get a called well. Anyway. Well, <laughs> I'll save it. I'll save it. Noel, you were going to say something. Go ahead. No, like everyone else, I just kind of had to assume that it was Lilith and that it made sense and that Lilith was eventually going to show up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it just made sense to me. And it just, Lilith makes more sense than Eve in terms of like larger abandonment things that we sort of discussed yesterday and then got more play here, including Lucifer just being like, you could have just asked Amenadil to take you down to hell. Um, which again gets into our discussion of it's not that it's just she wanted to be invited and given the opportunity to say no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and just also he's like, oh, that would be great. It really, it's really boring down there. Please yeah. come <laughs> hang out. Like, yeah, I, yeah that, that was good. Um, so are we uh, are we assuming that Linda had a, a kid when she was much younger and gave her up, gave the kid up for adoption, and this is. The, the picture and this is where we're headed with these maze abandonment issues around yeah, the mother. Yeah, 1994, right? Yeah. 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 I'm very, like, I am very interested in this storyline. Uh, of course, the actors are fantastic. They're they're nailing it. But I, I'm really looking forward to what that's going to mean for each of them. And uh, I, I I like the idea that the show is going to compli- this kind of complicated, very different types of complicated relationships. And it just makes sense um, for around the themes of abandonment with Lucifer and, and dad and Amenadiel and dad, like, uh, like the idea that um, he's an absentee father because he never talks to anyone uh, and maybe only listens to Michael. Um, so I think that's a, a interesting concept. And if that is where they're going, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Scotty says, uh, I'm not convinced adoption is what happened. Like that's what gets you sent to hell. Uh, the, I totally get the guilt that Linda would feel. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. It's the guilt. It's your own personal guilt. So. Yeah. Latoya, are, are you feeling parched or do you have any thoughts on this? I'm not saying anything. Okay. Okay, I'm, gonna, I I'm, I'm, being ti- I'm being tight-lipped because these next two episodes, I don't want to like ruin any experience for you, you guys. So, oh, well, we appreciate it. Uh, Marcus says I could see a dead kid, and possibly Linda feels responsible for whatever happened. Okay, good theory. We will see. I imagine pretty soon here. Um, other parts of the episode, uh, we need to talk about Michael, the Michael of it all. We need to talk about the revelation with Chloe and Lucifer, uh, but uh, we also need to talk about those clowns. Uh, because perhaps <laughs> my favorite hell loop we've seen. It's not funny. It's not funny. And just like like that boss, are we taking the day off or what's, you know, very good. <laughs> well, and then uh, I didn't do too much pause and try to read the writer's room whiteboard, um, but I did do it once. And there was an episode title that looked as though it was going to be Insane Clown Posse. Um, it definitely said Insane Claw. 
So uh, I, I was hoping that those things were linked and that Diablo was doing an episode about um, a circus and then um, then we'd get a little crossover with, with Loose or Proper. Yeah. Um, I still haven't tried to zoom in, which is very strange to me, actually. Yeah, I, was yeah, I just yeah. assumed you had that locked and loaded and ready to go. Yeah. I thought I was teeing you up. I'm just, I'm so tired. I haven't <laughs> slept in days, you guys. Oh, Latoya, oh. oh no. Um, so the Michael of it all, uh, I for sure went probably too long on the difference between lying and not telling the truth yesterday. So, I'm dancing. Um, yeah, I am honestly pretty glad that that Lucifer is is having to deal with that because I think it's important. I wish, uh, especially after Kate, what you said yesterday, I wish he had said, listen, I understand that this is a lot for you to take in. It was a lot for me to take in. I went and got impulsively married. Remember that? Um, but it's it's still just nice to sort of have at, le- at least the truth out in the open for Chloe and um, to watch them both deal with it. Uh, Michael is just the worst. Also, it's good to know that Chloe knows about mom. Yes. Yeah. There's so many things now to unpack. For it's them. good to know that she knows that at least. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which that must make her relate. May that must add stress to her relationship with Dan. Because if and or when Dan finds out any of this stuff, there's gonna be a. It's gonna be like a, okay, Dan knows. Okay. You're dealing with a lot right now, Dan, but as soon as you are ready, please tell me, and I gotta walk you through a lot that I haven't been able to tell you because it might break your brain. So when your brain is up for it, let's just like... And your and his chakras. Don't forget his and chakras. And the chakras, uh, yeah. His chakras. I'm pretty sure Dan's brain is never going to be up for it. Uh, like, poor, he, poor man. Lucifer almost broke Dan twice in this episode. And the first time when he was like, you're the perfect person to ask. So, meaning the meaninglessness of existence. Let's talk about that. I was like, no, no, no. No, no. He's so fragile. Please leave Dan alone. He's so right. fragile. Leave this man alone. For, I'm begging you. Lucifer, please. Lucifer. Hey, he was dropping He was dropping some wisdom in this episode. I was all for it. I was very on board with uh, what Dan was saying. It, it does speak so highly of him in general that he does, like, Lucifer is constantly treating him like crap. And, you know, he goes in these phases of, I'm not taking that anymore. Uh, and then, like, having the patience and the forbearance to, like, just power through and still treat lucifer more or less with respect um and so i i very much appreciated their little bonding bracelet moment and um dan having actually a much more centered perspective on some of this stuff than lucifer does yeah absolutely it was just it was very nice and then to watch them do the diablo script um felt like very rewarding as well like a little bro moment between the two of them I feel like they missed an opportunity there, though, for Dan to bust out his Lucifer impression yes. and for Lucifer to then <laughs> say, oh, no, he's not. Diablo's not British. Yes. Um, and then, you know, Dan was just making the choice. It just felt right. I kept really, really, really hoping that the actor was the actor playing Diablo was going to slip into an English accent um, <laughs> just just for it, um, just for the meta. But it did not happen, which made sense because he's supposed to be uh, Latin. Um, so yeah 
Um, okay, so any anything else on this, or shall we move to back to Michael? Because there's a lot more Michael to talk there's about. There's a lot of Michael to talk about. Yeah. Um, oh, before we get ahead. to Michael, uh, <laughs> the fact that Maze thinks Linda's going to die in a few years and she's 30 years old. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm choosing not to focus on that. Just May- choosing not to focus Again, on that. Maze is like a child in a lot of ways, yes. in which she thinks 30 is when you die. <laughs> it's very good. I mean, good. it's not not true. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I've I've got like two things about Michael. The first is that not only is he Richard the Third, but he's Iago, um, which is perfect since the entire concept of Iago is based on Milton's concept of Satan. So it's just a very nice hierarchy of influences there. So I really like that concept of Michael just as a master manipulator. The only difference between him and Iago is that Iago didn't have a motive and Michael does have a motive. Um, So it's nice. I like it. I enjoy it. Um, The other thing is that I'm not crazy about them ramping up the disfigurement equates to badness um, stuff that has been, again, canonical within a lot of Western literature of the slope's shoulder and now a big scar gash across his face. Um, so that kind of thing just... Go ahead, Latoya. So the scar thing is actually uh, in reference to the comics in which uh, Mazikeen gives Lucifer a scar. And okay. I think this kind of speaks more to the whole Michael being more like the proverbial devil than our sure. Lucifer. So I okay. don't think it, it specifically, you know, disfigurement means evil. Right. As but it gets baked into that, that is yeah. the kind of the problem. Um, and yeah. to answer Scotty's question about what is Michael's motive is he just wants Lucifer to suffer, um, which I think is different from Iago, who just wants everything to burn um, for his own amusement. But I think Michael's, Michael's stuff is a lot more centered and focused um, than just, I just want everything to be bad. Um, but also, Iago never tells us what he what he's after. He very noticeably just changes his motives throughout the play, and then when actually asked, he goes, I'm not going to tell you anything anymore. I've talked enough. Even, and he wants this for Lucifer, even though, according to Amenadiel, like, Michael has become God's right-hand man. Like, yeah. he's, like, king shit, like, of, like, fuck mountain in Silver City. <laughs> Um, the, uh, Scotty says, I feel like there are more secrets to come out. And, uh, Marcus says, is Michael evil because Amenadiel kept giving him cosmic wedgies growing up? Yes. I'm sure that didn't help. That didn't help. It did not help. But they can see if that works in this instance. Just, just <laughs> try it once. See what just happens. Try well, and it, of course, everyone listening, remember they were created in their current forms. They were not small and then grew. So it would look like D.B. Woodside. <laughs> <laughs> giving Tom Ellis a wedgie is what that when they were children that is what it looked like um which is hilarious to me um so I really don't like this Michael twist at all mm-hmm. and I'm because I I find it exhausting like the aha none of your choices are your own and really it was me who did it the whole time Whoa, you have no agency uh too many shows do that and I, I think it's really dumb but I what I'm looking forward to or hoping keeping fingers crossed is that um some of that some of that may be based on true right for Michael yeah. and some of that is him spinning and just messing with Lucifer um so as long as they don't try to sell me that every significant choice Lucifer has ever made was incepted by Michael, I'm on board. And I don't, I, I feel like this show isn't going to do that. Um, 
And that points to my same frustration that I have with all of the you're a gift from God thing. And because it's the same frustration I had back in season two when it was happening, which is I think it's dumb. And I think these characters are smarter than that. Um, maybe not when they're immediately in it, especially if it's like Chloe right now, she's immediately in this revelation. Um, and Lucifer's very self-centered. But just because just because she was conceived through divine intervention, because her parents would not have been able to conceive her without divine intervention, does not mean that and none of her choices are real. And it also, there's no reason for her to think that except Michael telling her that. And I'm hoping that we're going to get somebody saying, okay, but wait, stop, hold up, back up three steps. Why do you think the fact that you were like, you were a, a miracle baby means that you didn't choose who you are and your personality, like nature and nurture didn't come together to make you who you are. And then she'll go, huh, that's a good point. Hopefully, Dr. Linda. I'm hoping we're getting something like that soon because I just, I I instantly chafe against that concept whenever it comes up uh, in Lucifer. I will say uh, one thing that I addressed in my review, which obviously you know, is that just because Michael said he did all that stuff to Lucifer doesn't mean any of it's true, but he's planted that fear that it is right. true. And yeah. that's what Michael does. So yeah, way to go, Michael. You deserve a wedgie. <laughs> yeah i agree that like in the moment it feels like a legitimate response um but it also just everyone just needs to be able to take a step back but it's hard to do that in like narrative for narrative reasons that taking a step back because this isn't like elementary where everyone takes a step back at some point in the episode and goes wait a minute let's have an adult conversation about everything that we've been going through <laughs> um so I think that that's sort of where everyone is. But it's just, it's genre stuff and it's frustrating genre stuff, but it's genre stuff. Um, I had something else I was going to say in reply, but I don't remember what it was. So I'm going to let Allison talk. <laughs> hmm. Um, I, I guess I'm with Latoya and that I thought the most interesting version of this is that none of it's true, um, that Michael says it and so it feels true which is essentially robbing lucifer of all of his choices um and of the concept of free will which would put him on a more even footing with chloe although i will say my favorite moment in the episode uh category not ridiculous is when chloe's like we are not the same <laughs> this is not these are not equivalent situations this is not, it's not even sort of the same. Like, I get that you're trying to empathize with me and big step. That's a big step. I was very proud of Lucifer for being like, here is the thing I am experiencing emotionally. I can see in someone else that they are experiencing something similar. It's a very basic level of human interaction, but it's one that has eluded him. So I think that that is good. Um, when it's actually sincere and not your husband was just murdered. So tell me, how did you do X, Y, and Z? Um, but it, hearing her say, like, no, I, here, let's talk about why it is that my experience is different from yours and why it is that I'm feeling what I'm feeling and you're feeling what you're feeling was really great. And I think if that is the only thing that comes out of this, that revelation, then it will still have been a pretty good thing because that scene ruled. Um, but my hope is, is that, yeah, is that Michael is lying and is thus 
actually doing the thing he said he had already done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I absolutely agree, Noel, the, the shortcut of, um, disability or disfigurement or other somehow being other than the, um, like our culture's definition of beauty as an indicator, like a distinctive indicator for bad guys is a really frustrating and like omnipresent shortcut and shorthand that is bad. And... And I am very happy that apparently we don't need to worry about fake Lucifer every single time we see Tom Ellis. At least for now, I was like, oh, okay, good. So yes, the notion that, well, the one with the scar is the bad one is not great. But like, Latoya, like you said in your review, it's a shout out to the comics. And then now we don't have to like be like, ah, is it really Lucifer? Let's do a code word, you know, every single time we see them. So that was uh, something what I was very... I don't know. Orgy pants. Orgy pants. Okay. <laughs> uh, I was looking. I was like, okay, good. Now I don't have to worry about that at least for the next chunk of the season. Or the or the writers want me to think I don't have to worry about that, but I actually do. And who knows? Um, but yeah, I was relieved for that. Do we have thoughts on the fight scene? Because as much as it pained me to watch Mace destroy the piano. Um, and as much as I was tickled by Lucifer assuming that only Michael could have done something so heinous, when they got to just smash each other with parts of the piano, I thought that was delightful. Yeah, the staging of that scene was great. I hope that piano never gets repaired. It's just going to be an art installation in the penthouse <laughs> for the rest of the season. <laughs> well, and also, <laughs> he won't need it anymore because now he's de- Lucifer is definitely going to play guitar just so he can cover a cover of Dust in the Wind. God damn it, Allison. <laughs> Scotty says, I hope the piano is never fixed and they just keep brawling on it for the rest of the season. Yeah. Yeah. But like but when one of them picked up what is the the sheet, the music stand part of it yeah. that folds up, I was like, that's the music stand. Boom. Right to the back. It was it was very satisfying. <laughs> Do we have any other thoughts on, on the Michael Lucifer fight? It did feel very much like kids fighting. Yeah. Um... Like kids fighting, but like with murderous intent. Yeah. I'm just glad none of the booze got ruined. Yeah. Someone, Again. Someone, won't someone think of the booze? <laughs> always. We're always thinking of the booze, Kate. It's <laughs> gin. Um, the, uh, Scotty says that initial punch is one right-handed and one left-handed. Yes, they are. Um, or was it just to look cool on TV? It is both. Uh, Marcus, is this the first fight where the booze was okay? Maybe. It's one of them, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. almost always that booze just gets destroyed. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was very considerate of them. Well, do we have any other elements of the episode, things we want to check in on? I still want more with Ella. What do we think about her current paramour? <laughs> I forgot about it until right now. That's, Lauren German was really funny in this episode. <laughs> she was talking about <laughs> the tattooed penis. She was, she was very funny in that scene. Um, I obviously want more Ella and more good Ella, but, um, but that was just, that was a really good beat. I, I mean, I know Craig too. So I mean, the, it's, the yeah. extra oh, line that just the, um, the, I hope it was an ad lib. It was just, it was just very funny. I mean, congrats to Ella for getting some, some good tattooed sex. Mm-hmm. Hey, wow. she's clearly into it. So, hey, go her. Um, do we, okay, any other final thoughts? Or if not, let's head to our talk about the next episode. So there are things that 
uh, Latoya obviously has already watched this and written her review. Um, but there's things that Allison and Noel and I know about this episode that listeners, you may not know. So we're going to be very general as we discuss what we think might be happening in this next episode. Other than I think we're all very excited for it. Yes. I think that we should, and I'm sorry to do this, Scotty, but I think that we should have Scotty guess as the only person <laughs> yeah. that doesn't know the format for the next episode. Um, because I, I because somebody should guess somebody what's going to happen. Yeah. But I and this format in particular is like very much my bag. So any guess that I make, um, yeah, I shouldn't. I don't think I should guess at all. Um, but Scotty, you are correct. Scotty guesses it's a concept episode. Did you want to? Did you want to make any? Okay. <laughs> well, she knows what it's not. <laughs> she says, "Okay, well, first of all, Latoya, what is the title of the next episode?" Yes, the title of the next episode is "It Never Ends Well for the Chicken." Good title. That was a really good, like, password voice, Latoya. <laughs> <laughs> Scotty. Scotty says, "Not a locked room. Not a telenovela." Not a musical. Oh, geez. It's a noir. Okay. So we will... Any other thoughts? Shoot me. (laughs) Allison loves a noir or a Western. Okay. I will say, I'm assuming our concept for the next episode is centered on uh, the conversation between uh, Michael and Maze. And that's going to be, like, the setup, sort of, is my guess. Um... And if it is, I'm I'm very excited for what that could mean. Um, do you guys feel like there's anything you want to say in tap dance around or or not yet? I'm curious how that because like Amenadiel can't just be in hell the whole next episode. We like we need to see all of our characters in this concept episode, I, right? I, for, I forgot. Hold on, I forgot about I forgot about Linda being like. Amenadiel's in hell. Amenadiel's in hell. Lucifer, get my baby daddy out of hell. Get, get he's in hell. He's in hell. We have a we have a schedule. What? <laughs> he needs to be there when Alice shows up for science lessons. Like, what are you talking about? Amenadiel's in hell. Um. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I and and uh, Sky says Trixie. I would love to see Trixie in this episode. I'm guessing we will not, but. I don't know. We'll see. Marcus says it's already been like a hundred years for him. That's true. It's true. <laughs> oh my god! Now I just want. Here we go. Now I can get the bottle episode of my dreams. It's just a Menadiel sitting like, like he writes a one man show for himself and then performs it. He learns some new skills. He he, he learns to speak Japanese so he can teach it to Charlie. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, uh, I'm I'm imagining a awkward workplace comedy where he does not get along with any of the demons, and he's trying, but he's the new guy, and they're like, "Why? Who's this new?" <laughs> he's suspiciously uh, good looking in ways that normal people are not <laughs> i mean yep also accurate yeah yep it works um okay noel any any thoughts anything you want to tap dance around no 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 okay allison you good i yeah i think i should not okay you're good. I, I want amenadiel and hell montages but other than that yeah I'm, I'm just gonna not guess yeah scotty if you have anything else marcus knows too so marcus thank you for for you know steering clear as we attempt to not spoil Scotty or, or anyone else listening. Um, okay, well, 
I'm looking forward to this. I want to go watch the episode right now. I don't Do think it. I can. I gotta Do edit. It. I gotta edit the podcast, guys. We can wait. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you to Marcus and Scotty for hanging out with us today. Uh, thank you, Latoya, of course, for for being our super expert and joining us for these conversations. And thank you, everyone, for listening. We we will be back tomorrow to talk about the the chicken. The, of course, the only <laughs> thing I think of with with the chicken, right? The past experience we have on Lucifer with a chicken is that training <laughs> montage uh, from like the flashback episodes to the nineties. So like, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what it means. Thank you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.